When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Did you ever think you would make it? I feel I'm supposed like to take sweet victory. I know this life meant for me. Yeah, why would you bet on Goliath when we got bet David? Value payment, giving values contagious. This world of entrepreneurs, we get no value to hate it. How they run, homie, look what I become. I'm the underworld. I like it. Okay, so we are doing this emergency podcast after the debate that happened yesterday, the GOP debate. We were in L.A. We landed in L.A. yesterday at 11.55, I want to say. We went to uh, Rafi's place. Shout out to Rafi's place. We ate their cherry rice. We ate the Baby. ikra, kashkia badam june, patty, gorgeous sabzi. So all good, Rafi's oh, place. Phenomenal. I've never seen Tom so excited we when went that cherry to, race came out. Then we went to Simi Valley, and then we went and watched the debate. And then after the debate was done, we did a couple things with Ruben, and then went back to the airport, made sure we ate at the legendary oh. Yoshinoya. Every time we're there, we eat at Yoshinoya. It's the ghettoest food, but I love Wings, it. yeah. We go to Yoshinoya. This guy yeah. comes up to us, starts debating. Oh, Can I tell you something? I watch your interviews. I have one problem with you. What? Can you stop trashing California? Oh, really? What did California do to you? How about your governor, huh? How about DeSantis? And he just went oh, off. Yeah. It was oh, a wow. great conversation. Employee? Employee? No, no, no. He just was a just regular random? guy that the was guy in the front of, Bowl. Can I say one thing about yeah. this guy? We're going to talk about the debate tonight. Yeah. Lackluster many of the, most of the time. Yeah. The most fiery debate of the night <laughs> went down at the ghetto-ass Yoshimoto. <laughs> Yoshinoya. Yoshinoya, Yoshimoto. Which, is like, which is like the McDonald's of Japanese food. It was great, though. With a citizen that Tom had got point food of view and stuck with his point of view. He really got food poisoning? He, threw he was in the bathroom for a while. Uh, okay. But my point is this. Yoshinoya. This Who? guy rolled up. He's like, hey, man, I love your content. He was Mexican. Your Mexican accent was pretty bad. He was yo. from Michoacan. He specifically. Yeah. Oh. He's like, yo, bro, I watch your content. Let me just tell you something. I got one problem with you, bro. Oh, you like, about LA, I was like, yo, wait, wait, what's up? He's like, you, you, you disrespect California. Oh, God. It was great. I, I love and it. And by the way, here's what he was. Yeah. He was actually a reasonable guy to talk to. He, so he's like, listen, I understand California's got problems. I'm buying real estate in Illinois, South yeah. Illinois. I don't buy it here because it's too expensive to buy. So it was a it was a good conversation. Yeah. And then well, he, he was away. he was an anchor baby himself. Yeah, he was. An I swear baby. to God, he's 45 year old. He said I came with, here legally with a 30 year old son. And granted, he had kids when he was 15. He owns property in Illinois, yeah. but he's eating at Yoshino. By the way, <laughs> if you're listening to this, I really enjoyed the exchange. It was great. He it was an awesome podcast. exchange. Okay. So then, uh, you know, we got on the flight and head back uh, uh, 12 hours. We were literally in California for 12 hours. We had a wonderful flight on the way back. Everybody, you know, is just very well rested. Nice. Everybody here is going on eight, nine hours well, of sleep. Well, tell the truth. The, 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 the staff, the pilots, the uh, servers, what do you call them? Flight attendants. Flight attendants. They're like, what are you doing here again? Oh, the same flight coming staff. back. Same we we landed and then we turned right yeah. back around. <clears throat> anyway, so let's talk about the podcast. Let's talk we about what debate. happened with the GOP debate. They were on break. And yeah. Yeah. On the same yeah. So here's what happened with GOP debate. A couple of things we're going to talk about today. Uh, you know, the, the part that was the biggest heartbreaking that got me a little bit emotional is the failed attempt 
uh, Mike Pence at, at, at his comedy, you know, when he did his comedy skit with the joke about sleeping <laughs> with his wife for 38 Horrible years. Horrible teacher. It, we have to watch his videos. Then there was moments of everybody seemed to attack Vivek. Vivek got jumped he last did. night. He, came, he, did, he yeah. got jumped. And I think he kind of knew he was going to get jumped. That's why he came and said, we got to work together. We gotta, and everybody's like, hell no. Shut the hell up, <laughs> they brown them. guy. Then, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, Nikki Haley had her moments uh, uh, right off the bat when the debate started. Stuart Varney crushed it when he said Univision. <laughs> crushed it. I mean, it's just a great that moment. Such a Anyways, good. we got a lot of things. Winners, losers. You're not going to like who I tell you is going to be the winner. We'll talk about that here in a minute. Yesterday I tweeted something about who I felt was the winner. And everybody's like, I can't believe you're saying this. How could you say something like that we'll talk about that today and a bunch of different things that we got here we got a bunch of clips we'll play uh uh, uh you know clips from uh, you name it any of the clips that uh, went viral we'll show it here to you to uh, process it but having said that let's get right into it by the way so i want you to think about this comparing the first one versus this one okay okay can you show the data we like data the data that branding gave you if you if you can start off with that so check this out if you can zoom in so the audience can see this, this is how interested people were in the second debate last night, okay? So this, this chart here, what it's showing you is that color. First of all, let's zoom in to see so people can know. This. So Nikki Haley is a baby blue color, okay? okay. She's Vivek big. is reddish-orange. Ron DeSantis is yellow, if you look at the top. Chris Christie is green. Donald Trump is uh, purple, wow. and Mike Pence is white. He doesn't exist. So, just, you, so <laughs> if you, really if you zoom that this in, Very that is white. the first debate. Okay, after the first debate, guess who spiked the most on Google and searches? Purple is who? Trump. Donald Trump. But who is the second one? Zoom in a little bit more. Vivek. Vivek. Vivek is like. number two. So let's see who number three is. Go a little closer. I think that's Nikki. Nikki. Blue, baby blue, is three. That means people were searching Nikki Haley after mm-hmm. the first debate more than they were searching DeSantis. DeSantis is yellow. Wow. Uh. Nobody was searching DeSantis. Here's a guy that has all the great policies, but nobody wanted to go on Google and search him. Everybody still wanted to search Trump, and then they wanted to search Vivek, and then they wanted to search Nikki Haley and then DeSantis. So now let's go to yesterday, the debate. Can you zoom out and go to yesterday's debate? So yesterday's debate, zoom in a little bit. Does he have the dates on that? He doesn't have the dates on that. There's literally no. Oh my God. Yeah, it's 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 that's not yesterday though. The dates for that yeah. is a is that's a, five days ago. Yeah, that was five days ago. So if you pull up the dates, you'll see what the spike was uh, uh, on how many people were watching it, the interest. And, and Pat, that's just when you're saying people just this is just Google going in there, and as it's going on, they're just Googling this person. Google who's Vivek? Because remember, yeah. a lot of people are watching Vivek for the first time. You, you think because we're in the world, yeah, yeah. everybody knows Vivek. No, people are like, who's this guy? Who's yeah, Nikki right. Haley? Go ahead, yeah. Tom. This is sort of the independence. This is the independence that says Nikki Haley. That was interesting. Who is she? So this is not millions and millions of searches. This is just what's popping up the searches. Mm -hmm. And what it was was there's enough independence for people that were otherwise not paying attention that now wanted to know about this candidate, this candidate, this candidate. And guess what happened? That happens. Yeah. So, so again, you know, you're looking at the searches yesterday. By, by the way, I'm Milwaukee. Physically, that place at how many people would you say was at Milwaukee? Eight thousand. Eight thousand. I was to say eighty-five hundred. Eighty-five hundred. You yeah. know how many people were there yesterday? Seven hundred. It's what? a small location. Oh wow. Reagan Library is a very small location. There was more people outside protesting and there yelling. No, I saw you guys. Oh, than yeah, you guys yeah. coming in. There was there was seven hundred people in the location, and the difference between the two audience, Milwaukee was reactionary. There was a lot of young people at Milwaukee. It was like. You know, fired up. It's like almost like Turning Point USA, younger people that are there. It's not Turning mm-hmm. Point USA, but it's the younger audience that was there. Last night, you know who was in the audience yesterday? Who? Donors, older folks, 
a lot of people, 60, 70 years old, you know, it was people that gave money and supported mm-hmm. somebody. So it was a very much of a, yeah. oh, God. Like, yeah, a, oh, here's a par, here's a birdie. And you guys are in California. I yeah. mean, California. That was why the wives, the spouses, they're in the front row. Yeah. They're doing their thing. What was so interesting is they gave no, like, please turn off your phones. There's no filming or recording. There was no rules. There was no precedent set. It's very weird. Uh, I, I'm, ta- I'm literally sitting right next to Carrie Lake. She's sitting right behind Tom and I, <clears> like right here. And I'm like, can we film? Can we not film? She's no, like, no. do whatever the fuck yeah, ever want. <laughs> Literally. Do whatever she's you like, want. No, she's no, like, no. Carrie Lake goes, what is this, JV debate? Y'all know Trump's. She's just so yeah. on the board of the Pat, Trump was train. Was it because it was in California? I mean, California, they can, you know, that's a Democratic state. Know, it was, just, it was just loose. Adam and I didn't stand up with our phones, but we would lift our phones respectfully about, you know, Eye level, boom, take a picture, and then be, and not one person came by. Excuse me, sirs, phones off, no recording. Yeah, you guys took a picture with Vivek, and Adam freaking shook hands with Mike Pence and was busting his chops. Oh, it's hilarious. So let's go through a few things. Play the first clip. So here is Stuart Varney opening up the first 10 seconds. Okay, first 10 seconds, he's trying to get a <laughs> basic is- intro with Univision's Ilya Calderon, and look what he does here. Go for it. I'm Stuart Varney of Fox Business, and I am thrilled to be sitting alongside my co-moderators, Fox News Channel Dana Perino and Ilya Calderon, Cal- uh, 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 Univision. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Stuart. He's like, suavemente, He should have started dancing salsa. How did, like, did it feel weird being there? And he was, you guys saw this live? That felt like an hour. <laughs> Because we're sitting there. We're, there's How long we were just standing around? Two hours. We're standing around, finally, in your seats, in your seats. We get there. Stuart Varney here. Hello. Welcome here from Fox Business. <laughs> Dana Perino's here. And some Latino bitch. I can't even pronounce her fucking name. Yeah, Univision, Telemundo. Yeah, Telemundo so, it so felt opera. so awkward. awkward. So, it felt very awkward. Adam and I had, looked at each other. One we, job. We almost Stuart. went out loud. We were oh so shocked. God. I looked at Adam. He looked at me at the same time. We almost went out loud. And everyone would have turned around I mean, and going, Shh. He's a white guy yeah. from England. He's a I don't British. think he's ever even said a Latin person's name like that. It was very Before. weird. But can I ask you guys a question since we're on this topic? They picked her. She's Univision. She's a she's an anchor, correct? Yes. Yeah. What was it? Weird for like how what was the audience reaction? Because I was watching this, bro. There was moments where she was asking questions. They were long-winded, yeah. and there was a cut to Pence and Christie. They couldn't understand what she was saying. Yes. Like, like, how was the audience's thing? To, like, how did they respond? Can I tell you? Is this a clip, Rob? Is, yeah. is this one of the clips? This on? is a clip where she's uh, translating for the Spanish-speaking audience. It's just odd because it's the American. <laughs> Republican. Yeah. But, but by the way, to be honest with you, I actually liked it. You want, you want me to tell you why? Huh. The reason why I like, I, I thought she asked one of the best questions of the night. Uh, uh, I actually liked it because you, you're you're exposing the Hispanic community to conservative beliefs. Are you kidding me? Like this is golden. You want more of this? I was sitting there myself saying Univision is exposing their audience to a GOP debate with ideas. Fantastic! Uh, this is a very good thing for those who have conservative values. I thought she was classy. Her manager was sitting right next to me to my left. We spoke the entire time uh, mm. when she came out. She was a great representation of Univision. Now, Stuart Varney could have said her name and Univision a lot better, but you know it is what it is. She handled it with class. I liked. I liked one of the questions she asked was. We'll get to the question, but one of the questions she asked was pointed. She says. She says we're in the Ronald Reagan Library. In this library, you know, President Ronald Reagan was known for allowing three million, giving three million Americans amnesty, something neither a Democratic or Republican president has ever done. 
okay? Then he goes straight to Chris Christie. Chris, you're having a, you know, my immigration issue in your state, you know, New York, all that stuff. How would you handle it? Would you give amnesty? What approach would you take? And then one by one by one, she went to everybody asking how you should handle that. That became a big topic of discussion on what they're going to do. Because right now, what is, what is the number of people on how many have come across the border under Biden? Seven million it's people. the most ever. Six or seven million people. That's the most ever. ever. So what do you do? We have to give all of them now amnesty. Those are all now voters mm-hmm. to do that. Right? How do you manage a situation like this? But I thought she asked a very qu- good question in a great uh, place i thought it was appropriate by the way let's go to winners and losers let's just start off with winners and losers okay i'll give you mine and then we'll go around and you guys can give yours uh, mine uh, uh, losers i think mike pence is done i think mike pence needs to just step away it's too much man like mike is he is the cure for insomnia he's a sweetheart <laughs> of a guy nice guy but when he talks here's how he answers questions so ask me a question okay uh so mike how do you feel about um the influx of all these uh, illegals coming over the How would you stop it? First of all, uh, Vinny, <laughs> I appreciate you for asking me this great question. At the Ronald Reagan Library. Yes, we know where we are, Mike. With all these great folks here. They're very great. And I'm thankful for my peers. I'm like, dude, get to the freaking point. <laughs> Holy, oh. every freaking time. You want to give a 15-minute acceptance speech of winning an Oscar? Tell me your point. Yeah, and he has you 30 know, seconds. Yeah, still you ain't got a lot of time. So I think Mike Pence needs to step out. I think Doug, believe it or not, Doug got some of the biggest applause. Really? Yeah. Live. He's got, he's got good policies, man. Yeah. The guy's got really good policies. Sensible he, policies, but no salesmanship. Yeah, because he's a business guy and he's a political guy. So he's got the combination. Something most of these guys on stage don't have. Vivek has business, but doesn't have politics. Doug's got both, but Doug just doesn't have the... The it. He doesn't have it to, he doesn't to have the it carry the weight as a president. Okay. Mm-hmm. So to me, uh, losers, Mike Pence, for sure. It just was not a good look. Winners for me was Nikki Haley at the top. Uh, she showed up uh, e- even to the point where some Republicans right now, this is Reuters last night, some Republican donors now eye Haley as the best hope against Trump. Reuters. Gee, what? Yep. This is the story that just came out yesterday. Republican donors are increasingly considering Nikki Haley as a viable alternative to Donald Trump as Florida Governor Ron DeSantis faces campaign challenges and Trump's continued dominance. Some donors initially supporting DeSantis are not open to donating to Haley, citing her strong presence in the first Republican debate and her focus on foreign policy. They are concerned about DeSantis's ability and view Haley's relatively youth as an advantage. By the way, Haley's only 51 years old. She looks great. She's strong. She's got a great background. She's done a lot of great things. Despite the growing interest in Haley, Trump remains a formidable force in the Republican race. So I thought Haley did good, and I think two other people won. The other person that I think was a winner was Newsom and Trump. So check this out. The debate ends, okay? Fox is doing this debate. The debate ends. Do you know who's sitting out there with Sean Hannity right after the debate talking to Sean Hannity about all the issues, calling Sean Hannity Pinocchio? In front of his in face? In front of his face saying your nose is growing. What? Stop lying about what's going on with us being energy efficient. It's the highest it's ever been under Biden. They're going back and forth, this conversation that they're having. They're not talking about how much it costs to transfer the oil from other places to here. He's just talking about how much we've been the most, uh, 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 you know, uh, oil, uh, what do you call it? Um, Independent? Independent. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So then he goes and somebody asks him a question about uh, the Newsom and DeSantis debate. You have to play this clip. This, to me, he stole the show with this answer. Just watch this here. Make this bigger. Let them see it. So watch this. The guy's going to ask him about the debate he and DeSantis are having. 
Vinny, have you seen this? I, have, I haven't By seen this By the way, one. This, is, this clip is going to give you the chills all over your body. Okay. Okay, Rob, go ahead and play this. This week we learned that it's going to happen a debate between you and Ron DeSantis, November 30th, Fox <laughs> News Channel, Sean Hannity yeah. in Georgia without a crowd, yeah. uh, just the two of you. Why are you doing that and what is your strategy? Well, I, it's, I don't know if that's the right question. Why is he doing it is the right question. That's right. He's running, I think. I'm not sure after tonight. Wow. But currently he's running for president of the United States. Uh, and yet he wants to debate. Be, you think he'll still be a candidate on November 30th? That's an open-ended question. Part of me wonders if, he, you know, uh, the fact that he took this debate, the fact that he took the bait in relation to this debate, shows that he's completely unqualified to be president of the United States. That's my humble first why person. Listen, keep listening. Of course. I mean, why is he debating a guy who's not even running for president when he's running for president? He's showing up at the Reagan Library, hollowed ground, and he puts out an ad today, not for his presidential campaign, to promote a debate against the wow. governor of California? Listen. I mean, this guy's distracted. So I don't know that he has it in his heart. Watch what he I says. I think, here's my personal opinion about Ron DeSantis. He regrets running for president. Mm. He made a huge mistake. He listened to his consultants. He bought his own hype. He had this little God, God complex. I mean, look at the ads themselves. Literally, God created. I mean, he bought into all this stuff. And he quickly regretted it, but he stuck. And here's the problem. He had one chance of first impression. He's belly flopped. He's down 30-plus points from where he started. So it's a, it's a terrible situation for him. Wow. Bro, he crushed Listen, that. I, I can care less. Pat, I left California because of people like this. Sure. But what a, like, I, that, when you think of a presidential speaking, bo mm -hmm. like, balls, and that's the guy, even though I would never, obviously, vote for this type of guy because, but then, Pat, he he's very good. What, by the way, great points, but he's very good at saying something really, really, really good and then completing shit in the bed afterwards. You saw the clip that I showed Rob? Afterwards, they stopped him and they asked him some parent about trans policies in yeah. Cali. He mentioned something. He's like, are we talking about the one person? I want to stay on this. I okay, want to stay yeah, on yeah, this. Though, but but the, when you, when you, what's your reaction when you see his answer? Yeah, well, look, I, I, as the one person that's never lived in California, right? Yeah. I'm a Florida guy, Miami guy. I'm not too familiar with actually his personality. The only thing I've seen from him are the failed policies that make people leave California, the high tax rates, the homelessness, the crime, everything that's associated with that, and the fake plastic political ads on July 4th. That's all I've seen. I got to give the guy credit on a personality standpoint. The guy is sharp. The guy's quick. He's a fighter. Uh, he looks, he talks the way, you know, a skilled politician should look. Um, he, I don't know what's happened, but he's developing this confidence where he's like, DeSantis, why want, yeah. <laughs> like, like yeah. he's took his eye off the ball. Why would he take this debate? He fell for it. So he's going on Fox News. He's showing up in enemy territory and dominating Sean Hannity multiple times, calling him a liar, calling him out, making Sean Hannity look like a lightweight. There's nothing good. That can come from Ron DeSantis Newsom debating Trump of Newsom. The left. He's that's a Newsom great. Newsom is the Trump of the left. Perfectly Listen, put. To me, all I look at, all I look at is in in this in this when you're looking at a candidate, you're looking at the other night we're at the house, okay, and we're sitting, we're having a talent dinner together, right? What are the four things we talked about on how to me measure who does very well as a talent? Entertaining content, content is first. Content? You have actual substance yes. content. Number two is. How entertaining are you? Yep. Number three is your personality. personality. 
Number four is your storytelling ability. Yeah. Okay? This guy. Content, he's good. Yeah. Entertaining, he's good. When he talks, people want to see. And the people who hate him, they want to see him meet more than the yeah. people who like him. That's right. Me. Yeah. Okay. Number three, is he a personality? A little bit arrogant, but guess what? He's kind of, you know, the other day he gave an answer. He says, look, you want me to run for president? Do you realize just a couple of years ago I was humbled? I got a recall. Yeah. You, you want me to run for president? No, let's not get ahead of ourselves. I'll give like, him a seven. So, okay. And then storytelling. He's able to go and connect with the stories. He's a formidable opponent. You don't have to like the guy to be formidable. By the way, look at the data how we looked at on what happened on the first debate. Here's last night's debate. You know who got second least searches last night during the debate? President Trump. Wow. Look at that purple. Zoom in. Again, purple is Trump. Go back to the top to see if a baby blue is Haley. Blue is Haley. Haley. Red is Vivek. Yellow is DeSantis. Green is Christie. But look at Trump. Okay, zoom in. So the lowest pop is actually Trump. But you know why, right, Pat? Because the last time he did his own conversation with Tucker during the debate. Last night, I don't even know what he did. No, no, no. To be fair, he was giving a speech last night at the Michigan, uh, at the, in Michigan to non-union yeah, auto workers. As the beginning, at that, the beginning that's what he was doing. Yeah. I heard he was doing it. I haven't seen one clip. They weren't talking yeah. about it last night. The point, the, you know, proof is in the pudding. Nobody's yeah. bringing that up. So today. Th- then you look at the next is Vivek. Look at red. Vivek is got. So Haley had the biggest pop. That's but the Vivek light blue. Maintained right? the highest, the most. So Vivek, so Haley and DeSantis have the highest pop, but Vivek has the most staying consistently up. Okay, so it, it, even with Drudge Report came out, Tom. What was Drudge Report's report? Can you give the numbers on what Drudge had? Yeah, uh, Nikki Haley was um, uh, 38, 39 percent felt Nikki Haley did the best in the debate. Um, first, second, <clears throat> they popped up at 19 percent was uh, DeSantis. Then you had Ramaswani like at 18%, and then Christie at 15%. And it was floating right in those ranges all night long, and it hasn't really closed up. Papa, can I ask you a question? What, what? Okay. We saw Newsom. Remember when Biden was on vacation or something, one of the 30 vacations? Newsom walked on the White House lawn without the jacket. He was, you know, walking, trying to be cool, like, like let people know, like, I'm presidential. Then you kind of think he's going to run. Then he announces that he's not running. But now he's doing debates with this. He's showing up at the GOP debates. What's the play? What's his angle? Here's how it works. Look, you know, you know how they say if you get a call uh, to, to take a job that's to protect your country, you always say yes to it. Yeah. Right? You never say no. Here's what I think is going to happen. It's very confusing why he's everywhere. Okay, But at the same time, you can look at it for face value and just look at it straight up. Don't, don't overthink it. Okay, why is he around? What's he doing? Is he looking for a job? Is he campaigning? Is he lobbying? Or are they saying to him behind closed doors, look, man, go around. Biden's not doing good. You know, uh, how many reports are coming out saying America doesn't want Biden? Another one came out yesterday. I mean, every day there's a report of people saying they don't want Biden to run. Okay, it's embarrassing. No problem. But here's what happens. If all of a sudden they said, you know, he has stepped down. You know, the president's not doing well, and they are looking at who's going to come in, and Newsom is coming, come in, da 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 Okay, and then Newsom walks in. Now, you know, the complication is going to be, are they going to put Kamala first, or are they going to put Larry Elder says Kamala <laughs> over him? But the guy is by far, the, the, the left has a superstar. The left has a superstar, period. And they have a very formidable superstar. Vivek's only been doing this for a year, so he doesn't have enough long play. DeSantis on the other, how do you think DeSantis did last night? DeSantis is a standard, you know, 
B guy. I mean, it's a grade. He's never getting an A. He's not crushed. He doesn't have the it factor. He's never going to fail miserably. It's never going to be an F. He's a B. He's And that's where, where we all think he is, and we're expecting an A. And I it's think, just not there. I think he's still – Pat, because I wrote, I wrote these. He's, he looks it. stiff. Still looked rehearsed. If he could just picture himself being in like that Florida hangar crowd and being comfortable, that's that's when he shines. When he's in front of this big stage, it's it, he's completely off. Vinny, let me ask you. Yeah, you're a comedian. Yes, you got a great personality. Thank you. You know comedians. Yes. you've got the it. You get the bizazz. You get yeah. the riz. You got it going on. Yeah. Go to a guy who's a nice guy. Okay. Smart guy. But maybe doesn't have the riz, the charisma, that you know, the sauce, as they yeah. say. Think of the person. Okay. Now go coach that guy for six months. Okay. And teach him to be cool. Teach him to be funny. Teach him to have. Teach him to have that it factor. Yeah. Does he actually learn that? No. Why not? You can't. You, Why cause, not? Because you have to be born with it. You can't. You can't teach it. You can't just once teach you riz. It, no. Once you got you know you know this. You have it. You have it. The gift of gab. The personality. Yeah. The talking. The he does, there's, you, he had a, he had a natural point last night, a natural point. And Rob, pull the debate thing back up again, real quick. The um, the the graph lines for all of them, and take a look at DeSantis's yellow line, and watch what happened to it halfway through the debate. Look what was happening at the beginning of the debate. DeSantis is down there. It's buried. You can't even see the yellow. It's buried down with the purple and the green. All of a sudden, he pops up. He had this natural point where he was the guy in the hangar, where he said, wait a minute, I've been governor and I've been fighting fights against Democrats and I've been winning and this happened and this happened and this happened. It felt to me like a natural response and it actually got applause from the audience. At that moment, DeSantis was the guy he needed to be. But to your point, you can't teach him over six months to be cool and to be entertaining and to have personality. I think but for a moment last night in sort of the fourth quarter of the debate, mm -hmm. he had a moment. I think where we collectively messed up, missed the ball, you know, I'm not saying placing blame is we thought too highly of DeSantis. Why? We're in Florida. We saw what he did. We voted for him. We respect him. You've said publicly you've moved here because of his policies. So here we are thinking, oh, all right, this guy's got something here. He's got something here. As early as in the spring, March, April, he was neck and neck with Trump. But then we all got a taste of him. Mm -hmm. We all saw other candidates that are out there in this JV debate that's going on now. Nikki, Paley, Nikki Haley has her moments. Nobody literally knew who Vivek was six months ago. Mm -hmm. He's shining, all right? And then you just come to realize, you know what? Maybe his ceiling, maybe, is just a great governor. I agree. Maybe that's what it is, mm -hmm. okay? Who's the governor of North Dakota? I have no clue. He was there on the stage last <laughs> night. His name is Doug Burke. That's my point, <clears throat> so, is that you don't have to know governors Right, but you got to know presidential candidates, Tom. Adam. I'm, let me. I'll clarify for me because you're bringing up the, the you know, kind of we. But I'll clarify for me. I thought DeSantis' record was really clear: clear on COVID, clear on business, clear on going to head to head with Disney, clear on Hurricane Ian and rebuilding the bridges and emergency disaster response. Everything that went over on the on the Gulf Coast, south of Tampa, all of that was good. My assumption was he could some 
somehow be a viable national candidate. That's what he lacked. He is still the guy that was underneath there. The record is unchanged. What he did, how he carried the state in the election as a governor based on that criteria is still there. My Where I, where I thought that he could be a national candidate, that's where it turns out that he hasn't been able to carry the water as a national charismatic candidate for president. And he's put a team around him that was a little bit of, of um, some oddities yeah. there. And Pat brought up a very important point. Remember when Pat did the breakdown of the book marketing? Mm-hmm. You came out with your book on this day, then you did this, then you did this. Pat broke it down. Now, why is Pat a credible source for that? Because Pat's worked with the tier one publisher and made a Wall Street Journal number one bestseller yes. and worked with the publisher, publisher Correct. marketing, a ghostwriter, the people that went with that. Pat's done it, and he's sitting there staring into it and saying, I just went through this. Governor DeSantis, what the hell did you just do with your book launch? Yeah. And so that's all part of having a machine that can give you national viability, and that's what he does. Right. You get, there's a product and a marketing. He clearly does not have a product problem. He has a marketing problem. Pat, you look. we've seen these numbers a million times. You're, you're a data guy. You see the numbers. You've been uh, positive with DeSantis. You've also been critical. When you see this and you see it in person, make sense of what you think is going on. No, I mean, to me, yesterday when I was on Dave and they're talking about uh, DeSantis and uh, Newsom, it's arrogant that they're even doing the debate. It's arrogant on DeSantis' side to do the debate with Newsom because what both sides are saying is we're going to be the guys going up against each other. DeSantis is going to go against Newsom, and Newsom's going to go up against DeSantis. Uh, DeSantis is saying, I don't think Trump's going to be there, and Newsom is saying, I don't think Biden's going to be there. That's what they're both saying. It's extremely arrogant. Matter of fact, I'd love to know when in the history of running for office, specifically president, what presidential candidate has had a debate with a non-presidential candidate on on record who's ever done that, and the guy who runs it is the number two guy for presidential candidate DeSantis. When has that ever happened? I'm willing to bet it's never happened. I don't think so. That this doesn't make any sense to do something like this. My point I made is they should have done this debate nine months ago. This should have been the book launch. The book launch for DeSantis should have been the debate with Newsom. If he would have done the debate with Newsom first week of May or, you know, whatever, whenever the book came out, last week of April, if they would have done the book launch right there and then he shows up and he represents and he wins, then everybody would say, dude, this guy has to run. Mm -hmm. This guy has to run. Look at the way he handled Newsom. You don't do it now. Look, the whole concept of your next five moves, the, the purpose of winning and, and strategies of winning is purely sequencing. Okay? Everything's about sequencing. What you do first, what you do next. Okay? It's best to first go on a couple dates. Then you go meet the family of a girl if you want to marry her. Then you guys date for a few months, maybe a year. Travel a little bit, see how it is if you get along. Then if you think you guys have common values, there's magic. Then you propose. Then you get married. Then you spend some time together. Then you have kids, right? Now let's do the other way around. So first you get her pregnant, okay? <laughs> then you get married, okay? Then you go on your, you know, you travel. Then you get to meet her family. <laughs> then you go on, your, on a date. And then you're like, ah, this is not working out. Let's get a divorce, <laughs> right? Can you imagine how out of whack that is? It's fully out of sequence. Makes zero sense strategically for me. And it's a weak point. By the way, there's there's a couple things that Santa said yesterday I liked. He said something about when they asked him about the question, um, Rob, do you have the part when they asked him the question about fracking? Okay, can can you yes. pull up the fracking in and why don't you do it in Florida? It's a very by the way, some would say this may be the biggest 
topic of discussion during the debate. I want you to watch this. Nikki Haley pushes DeSantis on this. I think it's Nikki Haley pushes DeSantis on it, right? Yes, it is. She said. And they're going back and forth on, you want to do fracking everywhere except for Florida. So go ahead and click this. Go for it. Have their backs. What you don't need is a president who is against energy independence. Ron DeSantis is against fracking. He's against drilling. He's been against. You did it. Every He always talks about what happens on day one. You better watch out because what happens on day two is when you're in trouble. Day two in Florida, you banned fracking. You banned <laughs> offshore drilling, you did fair. it on federal lands, and you took green subsidies that you didn't have to take. Governor DeSantis, you it mentioned you have the right to respond. Two. 30 seconds. Yeah. I just did a plan out in West Texas for American energy dominance. We're going to choose Midland over Moscow. We're going to choose the Marcellus over the Mullahs, and we're going to choose Bakken over Beijing, and we are going to lower your gas prices. We are going to get that job done because it's important for our national security. It's important for jobs, and that's one of the best ways to drive down inflation. Our voters enacted a constitutional you amendment banned it before that they doesn't allow. No, it's not true. You they, banned it before no, they voted. Nikki, and not you're, only that, you're not, fracking you're not, you're, they she, didn't vote on fracking. She's totally wrong. They voted it in. That's what we did. Onshore, we do do it in Florida. We don't have as much as maybe West Texas, but we do it. But that was a constitutional amendment. So that's just wrong. And let's just get real here. My plan will get the job done. You we are going to be energy dominant, and that's what's going to happen. The uh, voters didn't even vote on If you go on Google, if you search with this question for Governor DeSantis. Governor, as the only leader of an energy, we cannot talk can about each other. It's a, they, they lost control. Yeah. Then you go online and you Google this. Okay, And you'll see it'll say almost all of the action DeSantis took on fracking occurred shortly after he became governor. Just two days into his term, DeSantis issued an executive order with several water policy reforms and a line directing the Department of Environmental Protection to push to end all fracking in Florida. That's what he did. And this is online. You can. It's a fact. You, you, this, is, this, this is verifiable on what they're saying. Now, um, what would have been a better answer? Because what he says in his thing, he says, I'm for doing fracking in, Flo- in, uh, in Texas and Louisiana. But what is that right there? On January 10th, uh, 2019, two days after being sworn into office, he signed an executive order directing the DEP uh, uh, to take necessary actions to uh, adamantly oppose all offshore oil and gas activities off every coast in Florida and hydraulic frack, uh, fracking, fracturing Fracture. in Florida. It meant new oil and gas permits had to include provisions forbidding the use of fracking, but pre-approved fracking still occurs. Okay, one could say, all right, so look, in Florida, we don't want to put rigs. People who live on the water, we don't want to see rigs on the water. Like when you go see some of these places, who they, you know, you look at Galveston, it's not a good look. No. When's the last time you said, let's go to Galveston Beach? Okay. <laughs> Never. Have you gone there for a vacation, Rob? Adam, have you gone to party at Galveston? So you, you, no. you don't say I'm going to go to a place like, don't get me wrong, it's not bad. But it's just oil everywhere, right? Maybe that's why he doesn't want to do it. He could have given a better answer on that uh, with the fracking. Tom, do you have any thoughts on what he said here with fracking as well as Nikki Haley? Yeah, we could do a whole podcast on fracking. Fracking is where you go deep into the earth and you create um, either pressure or explosions to crack rock so that the natural gas leaks out of it. And then you collect it at the top. And that's that little blue flame that's on your um, that's on your your heater, the little pilot light, or it's a blue flame that's on a gas stove. And Florida, underneath Florida, there's this thing called the Biscayne
main aquifer is where all of our fresh water is. And a lot of people, environmentalists, are going to say, never drill anything, never do anything. But there's people in the middle that says, hey, you really need to be really careful in Florida because Florida is a sandbar over some limestone. And it's actually a little dangerous to be doing fracking here because you could be polluting groundwater very, very easily in Florida, less than the hard rock that's underneath Texas. So we could do a whole, bring scientists on and talk about this. But the fact is, he did it, and he denied it, and he should have. He could have, I think, given a much different answer there because Nikki Haley had him dead to rights, and she's trying to paint him as anti-fracking so that everyone else says, so he doesn't want us to be energy independent because we have to do fracking in North Dakota and Oklahoma and on the hard rock of Texas. very good strategy with what Haley did. It was brilliant. Brilliant, It was brilliant, but you see how she kind of played that? Yeah. And I I think, you know, I, I think she scored a point there in... Again, Adam, let's go back to you. Why don't you critique the funny smile and the expression that he was making while he was waiting for his point of rebuttal, where you're saying, no, no, no. And you can't coach that. There's just no personality. Do you have anything to say about fracking? Yeah, well, what I will say is anytime you get involved in fracking nuance debate, you've lost 90% of the audience in general at these types of debates. I don't think many, I guarantee you, I don't think most people could define fracking. I get it. It's drilling. It goes side to side rather than de- whatever it is. What I do think he crushed it on, which was right after this answer, and it had to do with the California, the entitlement programs versus Florida's a work state, y'all. You got to understand it. Like, the reason Trump do you have that was clip? so amazing, okay. whether you hate him or love him. Okay, before we get yes. into that, because you're going off of fracking. Uh, by the way, to me, I want to go to our sponsors. Sure. I do want to talk about uh, Mike Pence's jokes and then Chris Christie calling Donald Trump Donald Duck, as well as Haley calling Vivek dumb. I want to go through that as well. But before we do that, let's go to our sponsors real quick, Masterworks. You ever seen the movie Big Short? You know the guy Michael Burry who said the market's going to crash, nobody believed him? Well, Michael Burry just recently bet $1.6 billion against the market. He took people's money, $1.6 billion, and he said the market's about to go down. That's what he did. The last time he got it right, he's doing it again. On top of that, Jerome Powell about interest rates says, I'm still not comfortable with what's going on with inflation, which means they may raise the rates again. Proceeding carefully is the word they're using. So what's happened at a time like this? Alternative assets is one of the things a lot of people are looking at. This is why we decided to work with Masterworks, and they're our sponsor today. Masterworks, they've done 16 sales so far, with all 16 returning a profit. And just weeks ago, they sold a Sicily Brown piece for a 77% annualized return. Now, obviously, that's not all of them. That's just one they just had a few weeks ago. So you may be watching and saying, you know, I like art, but I can't afford Banksy. I can't afford Warhol. I can't afford Basquiat. But I would like to own a piece of it or fractions of it. That's exactly what Masterworks does. That's why over 800,000 people have already registered with Masterworks. And if you're part of the PBD podcast, you watch it, you have now the ability to skip that waiting list that everybody has. Now, if you want to learn more about Masterworks, go to masterworks.com forward slash PBD podcast. Once again, masterworks.com forward slash PBD podcast or click on the link below. Perfect. Okay, so there you go. Masterworks link will be below as well. So, Rob, let's let's go to the clip that Adam was talking about on his point where he says, yeah, we're not a welfare state. Can you find that clip and play that? I'm looking for it right now. Okay, you don't have it. Okay, so if you don't have it, Rob, uh, um, did you find it or no? Yeah, I believe this is okay, it. Okay, go for it. 
people and the doctor-patient relationship. Why is your record in Florida on this insurance yeah. worse than the national average? I love his answer. Our, our state's a dynamic state. We've got we've got a lot of uh, folks that come. Of course, we've had a population boom. We also don't have uh, a lot of welfare benefits in Florida. You know, we're basically say we want to. This is a field of dreams. You can do well in the state, but we're not going to be like California and have massive numbers of people um, on government programs without work requirements. We believe you work and you got to do that. And so that goes for all the welfare benefits. Bingo. I do I mean, that to me, in my opinion, is the number one reason that these two guys are debating is because they have totally different agendas on how they're running their states. And for three guys that have left California and as one guy that's from Florida, and we're all living in Florida. We respect the hell out of that. Uh, California entitlement programs, welfare programs, everything that's going on in the shit show with homelessness and overregulation. Ron DeSantis has some major valid points on just get to work, y'all. Yeah, just get to freaking work. Listen, if you don't want to be here, go to California. Very simple, folks. If you want to get a lot of entitlement programs, welfare programs, go to Florida, go to California, go to New York, go to those places. If you want to be left alone and get to work, go to Florida. It's actually a very good messaging being given. I prefer messages like this. He straight up addressed it, and then Varney's like, uh, 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 okay, let's go to the next question, yeah. right? That's how you do it. That's the same thing he could have done with fracking. So, and, Penn, not, not to go backwards, because I, I, I didn't get to ask that question, about him and the whole him running. Let's just say, hypothetically speaking, he doesn't run, Adam. DeSantis is like, you know what? I'm going to stay out of this. We're going to do that thing. I'm going to, you know, I'm not going to bash Trump. I'm going to keep my mouth shut. Just basically talk positive about Trump. Now, Trump runs, Pat. He already uh, backed uh, DeSantis. That's why DeSantis got that jump and he wins. Does that help DeSantis's future for president or because he doesn't have that it factor? It doesn't do anything with, with Trump's support. What do you think? What do you mean? Like what I'm saying is like if he kept his mouth shut, Pat, and just said, listen, I'm not going to run for president. I'm all I'm pro Trump. I Trump is the man. I'm going to back him because I'm going to probably be the vice president. The saving grace is one thing. What? Trump going to jail and Trump not being able to compete. That's the only thing his mm -hmm. camp is relying on. I'm telling you. And you know, you know what I thought about with the book? I read the book, his book that he wrote. More and more I thought about it on why they didn't do the campaign of the book. Is because there's probably a story or two or three in the book that they didn't want to get public. And I don't know what that story is. Maybe they didn't want to promote it as like, ah, he gave a little bit too much credit to Trump, so don't promote the book. Maybe he said too many good things, and now they have to flip on the strategy, and hey, we can't put that book out there. Let's not go out there and drive the hell out of the book. There's something there. So for me, their campaign is Trump's not going to be there at the end, and when he's not mm -hmm. there at the end, you're going to come in, and you'll be number one, and you will presidency, and... Biden's also not going to be. That's the only strategy that makes sense. It is the only strategy that makes sense. Now, yesterday after the debate, Rob, do you have the video where he goes and says, you know, you know, now that we're doing this with Newsom, I, I want to also be able to sit down. If Trump wants to sit down, I think we need to have a debate. He needs to be here. He needs to be here. He needs mm -hmm. to be here. He was kind of doubling down on the fact that uh, he wants a one on one. He wants a one on one with Trump. Trump. You, sh you, you have the video. There you That's go. It. Watch this video. But maybe yeah. we can say. Since the former president didn't come here, maybe he'd be willing to do one with, with you and I. I think he owes it to our voters to come and make the case. You're I now mean, challenging. So this is going to be Hannity one-on-one -on -one debate. Let's central. do it. Let's do it, right? <laughs> I'll do anything. So, I'll ask here, Here's the thing, though. No. You owe it to the voters to come and make the case. No one's entitled to anything. You, know, you can yeah. say, oh, some poll months before. No. you got to make the case. you got to owe it to the voters. So I'm going to show up everywhere. I think that that's no, what you're not. able to no, do. No, he's not. I, you don't show up everywhere. No, you, you're very, very selective on where you show up. 
Uh, but uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's let's actually say if they did a one on one. I was just going to ask DeSantis and Trump. What happens there? What happens if it's a one on one DeSantis? It would be very very ugly for DeSantis. It would very be a lot, they'd be yelling would, over each other. There wouldn't you, be a lot of like it listen, wouldn't be productive. The at all. thing with Trump is this: you wrestle with the pig, you're going to get dirty, you're going to get in the mud. The difference is. The pigs love wrestling in the mud. <laughs> he ain't ready for that, homie. Yeah, I don't think You're so. barely ready for Newsom. Uh, uh, you think, how why much would we, Donald Trump this, take the time out of his freaking life yeah. to go debate one on He won't even go to the debate with everybody else. <laughs> now he's going to take <laughs> the time right. to debate the freaking DeSantis? If he did. Not, no. If he if did, Tom. He, he would get I, I mopped up. Look, look there's, there's, it, Trump is, is not a pig, but he's a street fighter in a debate. And you can't be a policy wonk and, and fight a street fighter. We can break this right into sports. And you can look at UFC fighters and you say, you know, this guy is a grappler that can take a punch. This, guy's gonna, this other guy is going to have a very hard time with him. Why did he take this as a preliminary fight to get himself set to fight for the belt? We see this all the time in UFC. It's like bad matchups. And I think that would just be a very bad matchup because DeSantis is a policy wonk who will try to be emotional amidst his logic. And we saw the way that Trump disarmed Hillary because you be in jail. And he knew exactly how to push. And that's not being a bully. That's just knowing how to be a street fighter in the debate. And I think that would not show well for DeSantis. And then he would say, you know, you're disloyal. I think Trump would just push the disloyalty, and that would look really bad. <clears throat> How many people have been passed over for promotions? How many people maybe had something happen with their kid on a sports team? The concept of disloyalty is a heart concept, and I think Trump would push that hard mm-hmm. and just destroy him. There's another angle I see here, if I could just say one thing about um, Newsom and DeSantis. Pat, how many times have you and I— we love when we're getting close to playoffs, and Pat and I will analyze playoff teams, attitudes, everything like that, who's healthy, who's not. And every now and then there'll be a game on TV, like a couple years ago, Kansas City versus the Eagles. It's a Super Bowl preview, week 14, right? Well, it wasn't a Super Bowl preview because it was the Bengals and the Rams in the Super Bowl, and Joe Burrow almost won. The Rams won it. If there had been another two minutes in a game, they Bengals might win that game. And so I think whenever you usurp, and, and some, by the way, some players say, no, 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 stop talking about, the, the veterans will say, stop saying Super Bowl playoff. This has been on the schedule. It's week 14. We just got to play every game. But then other players put things and they tweet and they kind of buy into the hype. You know what I mean, Pat? And they shouldn't. And I think these guys are putting themselves out there and, Newsom has already won by simply positioning himself as the real question is why is he debating me? Mm-hmm. I, I think I think I think in a in a closed setting, not in front of a big audience, DeSantis would step up. I'm not saying he'd beat Trump, but I think he would step up because in those confined little spots, just like I said, how he is in Florida, I think it'd be good because Trump likes the crowd. Trump likes, you know, you, you know, you know what I'm saying? You'd be in jail. Ah, oh, he loves that. Yeah. I think in a in a in a little setting like this, I don't know, it'd be a different yeah, he'd mm-hmm. he'd probably still lose, but I think it'd be it'd be more advantageous for him to do it like that in a setting instead of being on stage. Can you be DeSantis? Yeah. Can I ask you one question? Yeah. It says, I helped you beat Andrew Gillum. Mm-hmm. You don't win that if it wasn't for me. 
And you know what they did to me in this election. This election was stolen from me. And now you're jumping in the way of me stepping back out, letting the American people get what they want. You're so disloyal and you've put your interest ahead of what the people wanted. They wanted to elect me. I'm stepping back up with Sleepy Joe, Crooked Joe, and, and Hunter, and you're injecting yourself in the middle of this. That's not only disloyal, that's bad timing for your own party. Okay, then I'm sorry. Can I be your vice president? <laughs> I'm really sorry. No, do you see what I mean? Yeah, no, no. I, Can I, I, you I, see Trump just chopping that oh, yeah, tree down? Sure. And to Tom's point, how much of that was policy? Zero. Yeah, none of it. Personality stuff. Personal, it's a, if yeah. it's a policy debate, I'm sure DeSantis would hold Guys, his own. I'm, this is why I chose Newsom as the winner of the night. I'm telling you, Newsom, Newsom the, the feedback he gave afterwards about mm -hmm. DeSantis was powerful. He says, why is he choosing to have me debate? I'm not a presidential candidate. What yeah. are you doing? I'm not even I feel running. Like, I, I feel so like he knows he made a mistake. He should have never ran, but he can't do nothing about it, right? And he has this God complex, you know, that God, this, I mean, and the way he said it, he just went like this. Yeah. Mm. And you know why there's so much credibility there? Is because in a way, he threw himself under the bus. He's like, dude, I'm a nobody. Yeah. I'm just a little old governor. Around. Around. He's like, why are, you, why are you debating me? And he trivialized himself. <laughs> yeah. He trivialized himself yeah. to make DeSantis look even, even worse. worse. Let's yeah. go. Let's go. You know that comment. But can I say one more yeah. thing about what does, what Newsom is doing? Look, it's no secret. There's a slight chance Joe Biden won't be there for 2024. Mm -hmm. I've said I think he's going to be there, but there's a, there's a chance he won't. What Newsom is doing is he's staying relevant and he's staying ready. He's out there just putting, he's in the warm-ups. Yeah. He's just, you know, stay ready, buddy. He's the backup quarterback. At any point, Aaron Rodgers, on the fourth play of the season, might break his freaking Achilles ankle. And you're, just, you're in there. Are and you hopefully, calling Newsome Zach Wilson? Well, what I'm Are saying you, is... That is catastrophic. Well, what I'm saying is he does not want to look like Zach Wilson. No, Adam is so right. He wants Adam to be Zach ready. Wilson. They might no, oil that's the my stairs point. on Air Force One. He, by the way, you know who he is? He is Nick Foles coming in there. Big Dick Nick. Be like, all right, we go win no, the Super Bowl. I think who Newsome is? Yeah. Newsome is the guy that's the, the backup to another quarterback, but it's nowhere near... How great of a quarterback he is. I think Newsom is a monster for the left. Yeah. Again, for the left. Yeah. Like Nick Foles, would he want to call yeah. let's, go, let's go to the TikTok clip. Watch this here. This is very interesting where, uh, you know, they ask uh, Vivek a question about him doing TikTok with Jake Paul and then Nikki Haley just. Oh. <laughs> I'll, I'll just let you watch it. Go for it. TikTok is banned on government, government issued devices because of its ties to the Chinese government. Yet you joined TikTok after dinner uh -oh. with boxer and influencer boxer. Jake Paul. Paul. Should the commander-in-chief be so easily persuaded by an influencer? So the answer is I have a radical idea for the Republican Party. We need to win elections. And part of how we win elections is reaching the next generation of young Americans where they are. So when I get into office, I've been very clear. Kids under the age of social, under the age of 16, should not be using addictive social media. We're only going to ever get to declaring independence from China, which I favor if we actually win. Three, so while the Democrats two, are running rampant, one. reaching the next generation three to one, there's exactly one person in the Republican Party which talks a big game about reaching young people, and that's me. And let me level with all of you. I'm the new guy here, and so I know I have to earn your Watch trust. Tim Scott. What do you see? You see a young man who's in a bit of a hurry, maybe a little ambitious, bit of a know-it-all, it seems, at times. I'm here to tell you, no, I don't know it all. I will listen. 
I will have the best people, the best and brightest in this country, whatever age they are, advising me. We will be probably many of the people on this stage included. That's how I built my companies. I want to be challenged. I want people who disagree with me. That's what makes America great because we're not a limousine turning right toward the grassy knoll. On the pursuit of perfection. That is what makes America great. And that is why we will end it once we win this election. Okay, no, no, no. You have to go to what Nikki Haley says, because that's not mm-hmm. the clip. It's 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 how Nikki Haley responds to that. Is the one where she says, "I feel dumber every time you talk." Yeah, is that the part right there? Yeah. Right here. Okay, close yeah. that one. Let's, let's one of the most dangerous social. He's talking, she's talking about TikTok. Go back a okay. little bit. There you go. It's infuriating because TikTok <laughs> is one of the most dangerous social media apps yes, that is. we could have. And what you've got, I honestly, every time I hear you, I feel a little bit dumber for what you say <laughs> because I can't believe oh, they got the TikTok situation. What they're doing is these 150 <laughs> million the people are on TikTok. That means they can get your contacts, they can get your financial information, they can get your emails, they can Let get just text say, messages, they can get all I, this of is these important. things. This is very important for our exactly party. What this doing. is very important what for our party, and I'm going to say you've it. gone and you've we helped China stop. build make medicines will, in China, not America. You're now wanting kids to go and get on the social media that's dangerous for all of no. us. You went and you were in business with the Chinese that gave Hunter Biden $5 million. We can't trust you. We so can't me, trust you. We can't something. have TikTok no, and I think Listen, I like, listen, I like that, that fire. I like like that. If she was a president, I wouldn't be pissed off. You know, what's crazy like though? Her. Do you know, do you know who was doing ads on the campaign? <laughs> the, the debate yesterday throughout the two hour debate, TikTok. Oh, shut up. TikTok commercials was on doing Fox. commercials on Fox, the entire debate. All this talking, crap all this talk about TikTok and, and Fox is it. doing, you know, wow. accepting commercials yeah. of TikTok on Fox News. So by the way, the people who say Fox is no longer what Fox used to be, they're not lying. No, they're not. They are not lying. Fox is not what Fox once was. Forbes once went from being a capitalist tool, phenomenal magazine you bought for business to now being ran by people on the left. Mm-hmm. It, things shift very quickly once ownerships and philosophies change at the top. So those two people in that clip right there, we've spent enough time on, on DeSantis and, and, and Newsom, but those two people right there, uh, the person who won the first debate, Vivek, for sure, and the person that won the second debate, no question, was Nikki Haley. I agree. And what's the difference this time versus last time? Vivek was calling everybody out. You're all bought and paid for, establishment, calling people out. The difference this time was, for whatever reason, and we spent a couple seconds with, the, with Vivek here at the, at the debate, took a picture. He said hi. He came up to us. Yeah. He was a nice guy. He lost that fight, and the knives were out for Vivek. And she... She is fierce. I she's like a her. competitor. She's fiery. But, but let's go. But she's that. also feminine. Let's go through. That. Yeah. Let's go through what you just said. Okay. So here's, here's uh, my criticism to Vivek. If Vivek's watching, this is my only criticism I got to him. So if if your game is, I'm gonna take a p- uh, play out of a uh, uh, Trump's uh, playbook, uh, uh, a page out of uh, Trump's playbook, and say I'm the only one here mm-hmm. that hasn't taken money from the big donors. Yep. Okay. So you want to say that. I'm the only one here. I'm the only one here. I'm the only one here. Then the second debate, you come in and you say, why don't we unify? Yeah. <laughs> why don't we come together? Mm-hmm. Dude, you can't do that. You can't call uh, someone's mom out and then afterwards say, do you, you want to go to dinner? <laughs> yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? <laughs> stick to your guns. Yeah, it's, it, it just you have to double down and say, yeah, yeah let me yeah. tell you other things about your mom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She was with me last night. <laughs> yeah, you got. I was with your mom last night you debating. You hey, say how to your mother for yeah, me, Benny. Yeah. You know, la- last week when I called her a crack whore, it was a metaphor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but this week, it's true. It's yeah. <laughs> So, but but the point is, you're saying he took the high yeah, ground this time. No, you can't. No, you, it, it doesn't work. And it, it's you're correct. You're right. It's unattractive Kyle. because to me, here's what Trump would have done. Trump went and said, "I'm the only one that took money from you know. I'm the only one that didn't take money, and I'm self-funded." You know what he does the next time? Same thing. Let me remind you, I'm the only one yep. that didn't take money from everybody because I'm self-funded. Third one. Let me remind you guys again. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. And then he just yeah. kept hitting it yeah. and hitting it and yeah. hitting it. Because you have to think, you you can't dramatically change. You can do that in sports, okay? You can do that halftime. You come back and you switch and you're like, hey, why don't we take this approach? But this is such a dramatic, different approach to take. Now, to give him credit, I love the fact that he said he was a little bit self-critical. Look, I'm 38 years old. I'm young. Ambitious. I I talk fast. I move fast. Sometimes I think I know it all. And I'm here to tell you I don't. I like that from the position he's playing. But if you came from the first one and he destroyed everybody, because here's what it was like. By the way, I don't. Every time he spoke, they would interrupt. Everybody. He was the only guy that everybody. Do you have the clip about Vivek and Chi, uh, uh, Nikki Haley in China? Because Nikki Haley called him out and said, "You know, you took money for." Is this the one or? This is where everybody attacks him all at once. For okay, China. but play this clip. Play this clip. This is fantastic. But you know what I did that was different than every other company? We got the hell out of there. And when Watch I started this. my yeah, next right company, you ran Strive, right when it started. Pause, pause right there. Did you hear what she said? Right before you ran for president. Yeah. Wow. She says, you got out of China right before you. So pull it again <clears> so people can hear it. I won't say anything so you can hear the Same whole thing. Same technique she used on DeSantis. Yes. Listen to this. But you know what I did that was different than every other company? We got the hell out of there. And when I started my yeah, next right company, you ran Strive. Right when- <laughs> Let it keep going. Let it keep going. That's years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Right when I started my next company, Strive, to compete against BlackRock, excuse me, to compete against BlackRock, I made a commitment that we would never do business in China. And I will say something. I think you have more than time to explain your point. Well, if I I was interrupted by a lot of people here, and I want to be respectful because I believe these people. You were respectful last debate. But I do not believe in these. We're sitting here in the Reagan Library. Yes, I wish you would not. In honor of Ronald Reagan's library, if I may. Tim, from one admirer of Ronald Reagan to another. From one admirer of Reagan to another. We cannot do deals with violations. This isn't productive. I want to hear about Let's have a policy debate. What's going on? Let us have a policy debate. It's like a bunch of children. By the way, to be honest with you, you know what happened right after this? This was in like a second part or first part. A couple people in our section got up and left. It's not. It's not. They just left. They're like, "What? What is going on here?" Because moderators lost absolute control of the entire thing. Uh, uh, where they were allowing them to just talk over each other. What are you doing? Mute them. Yeah, let, let the saying. guy make a point. So, but here's here's my the reason why I'm playing this for you is the following. I'm convinced. Maybe I'm wrong. Would you say Vivek is an establishment guy? Not even close. You think Vivek is a Karl Rove, Rove guy? No. Do you think Vivek is a Lincoln Project guy? Nope. The founder is going to be on the podcast tomorrow, by the way, from Lincoln Project. Steve Schmidt. Do you think he is a guy that DeSantis's camp likes? Nope. Nope. Heck okay. So. Do you think all the other guys on stage are more establishment than Vivek? There's only one guy on that stage that's anti-establishment. Literally, it's only one guy. Vivek. Okay? Yeah. Vivek. Vivek. So do you not think the RNC somehow, someway got a note to everybody with some facts that they did themselves mm-hmm. to say, here's where you guys got an angle to attack Vivek on China? 
I am fully convinced everybody had someone, you, you know, anonymous where you don't know who it's coming from, drop a package with facts about China and said, go at him. Wow. They wanted to eliminate an anti-establishment guy because they don't want a guy like they're getting a lot of momentum. This is the part when I saw everybody go up against him, he gains points in my book. Mm-hmm. He, he just gains points in my book because I realize they fear you. You're a guy that can't be controlled. I, that's attractive to a guy like me. Pat, you hit the nail on the head, and there's a bigger part. There's a bigger picture here. I've been hitting the nail a lot. He bang, head bang, on nails. Bang. Nails and heads. Because there's a metaphor here. Yeah. We're seeing exactly the playbook that they tried to do on Trump. But the difference between Trump and Vivek is obviously name recognition, a couple more billion dollars, but also the ability to clap back and go even harder. And I've been critical of Trump. We know this. But here's what we're seeing live and in person right after the first debate when Trump was like, you're boring, you're sleepy, you got this, you got little hands, you're that. And everyone came after him the second debate. And he basically was like, fuck all y'all, let's go to war. And this is what happens is that everyone basically coalesced, came together, and were like, we're going after Vivek. Clearly, right. And they tried to do that with Trump, and this is why Trump FYI. fights back against establishment, <clears throat> the media. This is that. Do you know Do you know why John Kerry didn't win? John Kerry was supposed to be president. You know why he didn't win? Because Vivek's doing a little bit of that right now that he's got to be careful with. Same thing that, that Mitt Romney did in the second debate against Obama. John Kerry flip-flop. Yeah. John Kerry would go to one audience, give one message, go to another audience, give a different message. He can't go from the position he took on the first one and then come in this one saying, let's be friendly. And right off the bat, he wanted to be friendly. You know why he opened it up with, with, with being super friendly? Because he didn't want people to attack him. And you know what people said? We're coming after you. We're coming after you. Last time you embarrassed us. Last time you embarrassed us. You want to play that game? No problem. Double down on this guy. They went in with an agenda. And he went in with a, hey, let me try to take the higher ground and be friends with all these guys. I just talked shit about their mama. This is... <clears throat> this they is a dirty game, it. and there's a part of it that we talked about with Carrie Lake yesterday about when the establishment engine unifies its messaging. We, uh, she was talking about Sinclair Broadcasting. I think that was the name of the company, mm-hmm. how they unified messaging and sent it out. And, <clears throat> oh, maybe they didn't mean to do this or that. No, no, they kind of did. And this is the, the, the RNC there unifying the messaging, putting it out on there. This is when the machine of establishment spreads the message against the inf- against the anti-establishment infected virus because they don't want him to go viral. So we saw a little glimpse of just how our political machine in the broken political machine in America actually works. Can I ask you guys a question, too? Yeah. So after this debate, Pat, how many people do they cut off of this for to, for the Miami debate? You huh? mean how many people do they kick how off the island? Bye bye. We're island. about to find out because it, it's going to be two. At no, least two. if you Maybe drop off or you don't reach uh, if you don't reach the certain threshold. Each last one was three percent. Okay, and then next yeah. one is going to be another uh, threshold yeah. that and, you got. And as Trump said already, there you go. two national polls are four percent. So the last yeah. one is four percent. Gotcha. So, and, and Trump is still a no no. Well, we don't know yet. That's going to fall off. Maybe. Pence so is, is Doug Burgo. Doug is gone. Is Governor Doug. Doug and Pence are probably Doug. gone. Doug, Doug. Doug. <laughs> come and give you a best friend hug. Can we bring? Can no, we talk Governor, about Trump for Governor a second? Governor Doug and Pence are probably yeah. off on that criteria. Yeah. And then Adam will jump right to you. And then Tim Scott is right on the cusp. So you're probably down to Christie, Vivek, Haley, and DeSantis. All right. Most likely. Be better, Miami. Here are my thoughts on Trump. God. Okay. You know the game win, lose, or draw. Yeah. All right. Uh, Trump, I think, no doubt was the winner of the first debate in Milwaukee. He didn't even show up. Winner. He went, he was on the, he did this thing with Tucker. 
We saw the big purple line that Pat and uh, Rob showed us. He crushed it. He was the winner. Last night, it was a draw. He didn't win last night. The ratings show it, but he didn't lose. He's still the guy. He's still the top of the polls. But hear me out. If Trump doesn't come to the Miami debate in Florida, he's up the street in Mar-a-Lago, he's going to take an out because there's only going to be four guys on stage there. It's going to be DeSantis. It's going to be Nikki Haley. Uh, it'll likely be it'll be Vivek. Yeah. And it may or may not be Christie. And Christie was hurling insults about him, his old Donald Duck joke. Uh, they were basically saying, who should you vote off the island? Chris Christie uh, sort of said he haphazardly yeah. didn't want to respond. And then they wrote. And finally, like, what'd you write down? And he goes, Trump. Yeah. Get Trump off the island. The, DeSantis called him out. Nikki called him out. Christie called him out. They're all getting a little more comfortable calling Trump out because he's not showing up for the debates. And now, why would he? I, when you're this high up, I get it, <clears throat> but not in the Miami debate. And by the way, on that point, on Adam's exact point, which campaign organization came out today that said what we saw last night was so discombobulated, I don't think it's we need a third debate at all. There shouldn't even be a third debate. Who, Whose Trump? position paper was that? The Trump surrogates were out with that at 9 o'clock this morning. We don't think there should be a third debate to your, to your point. Well, there's going to be what a third if, debate what in if, Miami. It's already been announced. Oh, of course. But, what, but why are they saying it? It's kind of what you said. I don't think Trump's going to lose his lead, and I don't think he's in a danger of dropping below 90% probability of getting a nomination. But I do think that what could happen in the next two weeks is that Haley and DeSantis— can flip. And remember, she is right there with him in New Hampshire right now. Haley is right there on the New Hampshire primary. If it was held right now, yeah. it would be neck and neck her and DeSantis. And she's gaining momentum. When is the Iowa primary? When is the New Hampshire primary? Iowa caucus and the New Hampshire yeah. primary. Rob, can you go to the calendar? Because that's what it comes down to. Trump's obviously crushing in the national polls. But I think it's, I think it's all about Valentine's Day. Chris right Christie has a shot in New Hampshire. DeSantis has a shot in Iowa. Right? So it's not national polls. It's each of these caucus states or primary I mean, states. I'm, I will, I'm not gonna, January 15th. Yep. Yeah. Iowa. <clears throat> I mean, that's good. And Listen, if New Hampshire Trump, primary? Trump does show up in, in Miami. Yeah, he said last night he's not showing up to Miami. He's not. He said that already. Yeah. I mean, that would be great. That would be sick if, yeah, if he's up there. Because, you know, Vivek is, is pro Trump. Trump he's will duck. The, here, let me send this to you, Rob. Donald Duck? Is that Donald what Christie will, called Donald him? Will, he he yeah. used the word. So, Rob, if you want to see the story that I'm sending you, uh, Trump's not going to show up to the third debate, even if it's in Miami. Trump will duck the third GOP debate, even after previous no shows got him Donald Duck nickname. Oh, gotcha. Now he's not showing up. That's what Do you think that's up. a smart move, Pat? In Miami, in November? Yes. Really? Yes. I mean, he has to show up if those guys are super close. They're not close on anything. Correct. Give me one person that's close. No. Yeah, by the way, you, you want to know something? Here's what DeSantis said. Go go to yeah. Twitter, by the way. Go to, go, to, go to my Twitter, Rob, if you can go to Twitter. This is not DeSantis said. Here's what Newsom said. Just go to Twitter and watch how he describes what happened yesterday with the debate. Play, play that one right there. Make it bigger and show. Okay. Yeah, watch this. Look what he says. 
Look what he says. Back up a little, press play. Governor, what do you think is going to be the takeaway after this debate from the American people? Watch this. I think it will be clear that Trump comes out the dominant force <laughs> after this debate. I mean, this is the XFL. This is, <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, and, and honestly, I mean, this is maybe, maybe a vice presidential debate. These guys are getting lapped by Donald Trump. Wow. It's not even close. It's not even interesting. He's right. And I think what's most interesting to me is do they recognize that? Or are they actually going to show up and run against the guy that's in the way of their prospects to be the nominee? It's a zero-sum game. It's a binary choice at the end of the day. It's not a ranked choice voting. So either these guys come after the front runner and distinguish themselves, or otherwise they're wasting everybody's time. And I say this with love and respect. There's a reason some of the advertising is being discounted for this debate. People mm. don't even want to discount it. They know what a shock. Yeah, <laughs> like even advertisers don't even want to. He's he's staying right. He's Adam, didn't me and you say this how many months yeah, ago? We it, were the difference is he's not running right now. Oh, he's, but he's staying ready. He's Pat. Let me let me ask you this. I'm gonna but flip he's not it. Wrong. I'm gonna flip it on, on PPD. Not yeah. that you've taken a stance on Go this. Joe Biden's getting a lot of heat. Hiding in the basement again. You know, RFK's out there. We're having Marianne Williamson on tomorrow, I believe. I don't even know if she's still running or not. But RFK, he's out there. He's at. 15%, let's say, where Biden's at 60%. He's catching heat. Basically, you know, not having conversations, not talking to the press pool, not doing debates. Do the do the same rules apply if you're up 40, 50 points in your own party? I don't think Biden needs to show up to a debate. I don't think Biden needs to show up. In listen, the Dem side, you mean? Republicans yeah. can say whatever they want. He's not coming. Dude, he's the president. Look, since when does an, since when does a sitting yeah. president... Mm -hmm. Come to debate. Never. I, I, Tom, how has that ever happened? Since when does a sitting president show up to a Democratic debate? I can give you the quick history. Here, watch this. No incumbent president has participated in a primary debate since Ford. Democrats want to keep it that way. Got yeah, it. but Ford is also not Biden because Ford became president because somebody got— uh, He was not elected. No, he wasn't elected. Ford that was when Nixon, Nixon got, got uh, Watergate. So there, yeah, was, yeah. there was an open primary and there was a lot but of that's anger not Biden. part of the So prim. these Republicans that are like, well, he's got to show up. No, he doesn't so there's a president here. He doesn't. He's, he's become a president. The rest of you guys are trying to be a president. Mm -hmm. Biden is a president. Trump is a president. Now, if Trump was so unpopular amongst Republican voters that he doesn't have to, sh like, you, you may lose it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I remember one time in one of the books I read that uh, campaign manager for Reagan, Reagan wasn't really hardcore campaigning on the second one. He thought it was going to be a slam dunk. And his man campaign manager says, hey, listen, I know what you're doing. You got to kind of come and show, show up. You got to go talk to people. You can't be hiding here. And then he realized, damn, this is actually something I got. And he <laughs> obviously he won dominantly, but you got to come up and do your thing. So. And then yesterday, I don't know if you guys saw what New York did with Trump. You know what they're trying to do to Trump? They, so Mar-a-Lago, okay, Mar-a-Lago. If you type in Trump, New York, Mar-a-Lago, this New York judge is trying to say that Mar-a-Lago is worth somewhere between 18 to $26 million, okay? Stop. Real estate insider bewildered by judge's $18 million valuation of Trump's Mar-a-Lago. And I tweeted yesterday. I said, if this thing is $18 million, I'm making a public cash offer to buy this property. Okay? That's what I said yesterday. I, uh, believe if it. it is. Okay, so if you go lower and you, you look at this. And you'll sell it the next day and make half a billion dollars. I would make a half a billion dollars the next day. But here's what's going on over there. They're trying to get them to not be able to work in New York. By the way, this part's a little bit serious because if they're able to lock up the money, 
that he can't spend his money. That's all they want to do. But this is what this is what third world countries do. Once they lock up the rich man's money that he can no longer campaign on his own, what are you going to do? Where are you going to get the money from? They're trying to eliminate a candidate so flipping bad it's not even funny. So right now in Palm Beach, there's a house on the market. I don't know if it's still on the market or not for $250 million or $200 million. It's not a it's not a big house. It's not as big. I mean, it's a big house, but it's not the size of a Mar-a-Lago house. And they're saying Mar-a-Lago is worth eighteen million dollars. Now, a couple of the things, you know, where they say whether well, the house he said it was thirty thousand square feet, but it's really ten thousand square feet. Whatever these other stories are, they have to address that. Those are things that you have to address. Yeah. But to do it to the point where you want to freeze their money, so within ten days they have to do all this other stuff. So, the the, the strategy of the left is to eliminate the opponent immediately that is the only way they see themselves not getting trump to win only way i'm convinced again i'm so convinced they are so scared because they think trump's gonna win they're doing everything and anything they can for that guy not to run oh anything and everything they can isn't that like like we're not stupid you're not the public's not stupid that's literally cheating you are going after the, the the number one guy to try to get him in jail and take his pro- and like you're seeing it with this judge. They're all left. Like, how is that? How is that legal? How can you do that? Yeah, you you know you know you know how obvious it is when you when you think about bad policies have consequences. Check this out. Look at the hypocrisy. This is what America is experiencing. Can you go bring up New York's Hochul uh, tweet that I sent you? Okay, you have it. There's two of them. Okay, so the first one, she sounds like a noble person telling all migrants. Come to New York. We have a place for you. Okay. Look at her tone. Okay. Look what she says. And then I'm going to have you watch another video to tell you how shitty policies have consequences. Okay. Play the clip. Despite where they came from or despite okay. the circumstances that drove them to this country and to this, and to this state, we see, say you are welcome here. You're we welcome. You're welcome with open arms and we'll work to keep you safe. We'll not only house you, but we'll protect you. And the richness of the culture and the face. diversity and the food and the oh, restaurants oh, that we know are going to be coming uh, because of these efforts. Are, are Look at the guy dancing measure. on the right. It's, just, it's an extraordinary part of okay, our story. Okay, pause it. All right, so yeah, she yeah, sounds so right. noble. Now watch this clip just recently, and look what she says. <laughs> this is when hypocrisy. I mean, go ahead. We have to let the word out that when you come to New York, we're not going to have more hotel rooms. Uh-oh. We don't have capacity. So we have to also message properly that, we're at our limit. If you're going to leave your country, go somewhere else. But the oh, smartest uh, thing oh, is to uh, before you leave I, your country. Interesting. Wait, she said go somewhere else. Go don't, somewhere. Wait, what don't a racist. Leave Texas. Hold on, that what a racist lady? comment. Is that, is that the same lady? Wow, how racist of her to say go somewhere else. What happened all of a Whoa. sudden, huh? Well, First say come, now you're saying don't come? Yeah, Which Eric, one is it? Eric Adams said the this same thing. This is real life hypocrisy because it's easy when you're in New York. To say things to Texas, border states, California, New York, um, Arizona. What do you mean? We have to be compassionate. Yeah. These people have problems. Not we have to let yard. them in. in. Not in my but all of a sudden yard. when they show up in New York City in your yeah. state and they're taking hotel rooms and they're kicking old people out and veterans out, all of a sudden it's like affecting you now. Yeah. So anyone can sit there and be like, no, we have to let them in. All right, you guys out there should feed all the homeless people. You should let them in. Well, can they come in your house? No, no. I'm oh, full. not in my backyard. Not in that, my house. Yeah. And dude, right? and you and you kind of just brushed it over at them. Like, think about what you just said about there's a 95-year-old Korean War veteran. His name is Frank Tomero. He was kicked out of his New York nursing home on short notice because they said his room had to be given 
to an illegal alien. Yeah. What is that America yeah, first the, or the is that America was, last? The facility was converted yeah. at the government's instruction. Is like, are you? And I'm a vet. You don't pack that, Tom. The facility was so. There are facilities that receive some government money, and if the government gives you any money, then they have a say. And what the government did is they said that they were, what was it called, Island Shores? Yep. Is that mm-hmm. Island Shores is going to become a, a homeless shelter or a shelter for oh immigrants. And there was a percent of Island Shores where old people, very old people, such as this 95-year-old Korean right veteran, yep. um, <laughs> were, were living but they're saying this facility is no longer a retirement facility. So he and his family or his friends at his advanced age, he has a limited family, apparently, this guy. Mm-hmm. He has to go out and find another place. He has to find another facility. Is it like if that doesn't just show you so let me that you're not horrible. So I take care of immigrants, but I don't take care of the veterans that gave mm-hmm. me my freedom. Unbelievable. And this man is 95 years old. Yeah, yeah because only 20% of it or something that, was that, being That's used why I for said the, my favorite debate yeah. of the night last night, I'm not joking, was at the, the ghetto Japanese restaurant we were at. Yoshinoya. Yeah. I'm sorry. It was yeah, crazy. don't say it. You said some crazy Japanese. Yoshinoya, yeah. whatever it was. Because the guy came up and respectfully confronted Pat. And Pat, said, Pat wasn't like, oh, I'm so sorry. You know, maybe I won't. Cons-. No, exactly. That's, I, I did say that. Yes, California's policies are ridiculous. And the, 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 the crux of the debate was this. Immigration. I said, are you a one-issue issue voter? Immigra- That's what he cared about, right? He was an illegal immigrant from Mexico. His parents brought him over here. He was an anchor baby 40-plus years ago. Now he's here. He has a family, yada, yada, yada. And Pat said, listen, I understand exactly what's going on. And he got, and this is exactly the opposite uh, debates here. Ready? Here it is. I'll try to sum it up in 30 seconds. It's compassion versus legality. Do you have a heart or do you want to follow the law? And Pat said, listen, he gave you an example of a, of the 13-year-old girl who had um, major health issues. What did she have again? Epilepsy. You know, he said, she's got an epilepsy. She wants to take her family to, the mother wanted to take her daughter to a better place. That Pat said, I would do the same thing if I was a father. I would come here legally. I would come here of course. I, I go to if, jail to protect my kids. That's what he said. he said. And he asked him hard questions. He said, would you do anything to help your, your daughter? 100%. No, that's the question I asked. Him. Yeah. Are you capable of... Would you of, kill somebody for your daughter? I said, are you capable 100%. of killing somebody? Yes. He goes, 100%. Right? It was a very awkward, tense moment. It was, And respect to you for, for treating this guy with respect, but also pushing him. And he goes, yes, I will do this to save my daughter. But you know what? It's still illegal. <laughs> it's illegal... To come through the country, come through the border, to use the analogy that you did of killing someone or crossing through the border, it's illegal. Is it the right thing to do? Would I do it for my daughter? Pat said, you better fucking believe it, but it's still illegal. Yeah. And that's the crux of the debate. I would, I would assume, I don't know, never been on the Rio Grande, that most of these people are actually coming over for a better life. There's certain bad people and the, the mules and all that and random terrorists. I get it. I would say most of these people... Are coming to have a better life. It's still illegal, though. Hundred percent. And I, I don't like how the left acts like they give two shits about these people. They don't. Do you think people in Congress care about these people? It's a, it's votes, and then these kids, these unaccompanied minors, Adam, that they're just dropping off. Did you know that the sponsors that come and pick them up, Pat, 
They're not vetted. There's no background check. They just come and grab these poor kids, and that's 85,000 in two years that have gone missing. That's a whole different topic. But, Pat, to go back to the debate, Nikki Haley, when they asked her, I forgot to tell you about this. You guys were there live. When she goes, it's time to treat the Mexican cartels like terrorists. And it was kind of weird that she said, uh, mind you, everything that Trump said about the border and the drugs pouring over, he was racist when he said it. She said, now it's gotten so point where she says we need to have covert special operations and have them go into Mexico and kill cartel members. As a military guy, you know this. That's an act of war. So you're saying if you're going to be president, you're going to go into another country, which the president's like, don't you ever think about doing some stupid shit like that. That would start a war with Mexico. And then, mind you, that's two things, Pat. So first she wants to go to war. And then number two, if you want to be the president, why are you telling the enemy what what your plan is? That's the dumbest shit you could possibly do. She's saying that, but it's just it's funny how the, the flip-flop of when Trump was saying it, he was racist and, you know, there's no drugs. These people are good, and then she's up here saying that we need to go to I, I war. I think you just boil it back down to one thing, and it's one word, and it's called reality. They don't play their policy game on the front end with a spreadsheet. <clears throat> they don't. And when reality shows up and there's more human beings than there are places to put those human beings, reality sucks. And this is what's happened to San Francisco. This is why San Francisco is currently recalling their district attorney. There's a, there's a gentle change that's, actually it's not gentle, it's a slow change happening in San Francisco where all the liberal populists that were all in favor of this, yeah, let's be good to people, let's be hard mm-hmm. to people. The reality of needles, homeless, theft, you know, retailers pulling out of your city, um, Moscone Center has got um, a, the huge vacancy mm-hmm. rates because no one's bringing even a small conference to San Francisco. Reality on a spreadsheet later sucks. And this is why the messaging from Trump in 2016 didn't hit as hard as it might be able to hit in 2024. Let me The way that they framed it in 2016, especially after the... Mexicans are rapists, they're coming in, I guess some are good people. Build the wall, build the wall. It was, whether it was or it wasn't, it was marketed as overt racism. This time around, I think it would be very much easier for Trump to be like, look, guys. I kind of was Y'all know I kind of wanted to build this wall. (laughs) Yeah. Do you kind of see why we needed to build this freaking wall? Yeah. He has, so so the point you're making is he now has... Years for the audience to realize correct. that his ideas have credibility. Correct. Very interesting point That's you made. Correct. I like that point. By the way, let's correct. let's do two other things before we wrap up. One of the ones is uh, Mike Pence's uh, comedy uh, debut, and then uh, <laughs> you want to do that one first. Let's go. Let's go with his jokes, and let's ra- let's rate his jokes. Look, there's there's uh, Chappelle. Okay, Mike Pence there's, is right there's up there. There's Bill Burr. Yeah. And then there's Mike Pence. I, it's tied for... Th- he's I, up there, y'all. Play, play, no, 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 no. We can do a show it. here. We can do yeah. a show here. All right, now, your name is Mike Pence, and you're a comedian. Yeah. Show us what you got. Thank you, Stuart Barney. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead, Rob. No, it's not Barney. Look, I do disagree with something Tim Scott just said. Joe Biden doesn't belong on a picket line. He belongs on the unemployment line. <laughs> <laughs> that new crazy. By the way, nobody laughed. Nobody, nobody laughed. He thought... Yeah, okay, do the next one. It gets worse, Vincent. Oh, God. Watch this one. Uh, and the civil liberties of every American, from every background. <laughs> and I want the American people to know that. But I want to answer the question as well, Dana, that you just asked of Burr. Because by way of full disclosure, Chris, you mentioned the president's situation. I'm, my wife uh, isn't a member of the teachers' union, but i got to admit, I'm, 
I've been sleeping with a teacher oh, for 38 years. And uh, <laughs> full disclosure. Look, education what? is a state and local function. The state Christine of Indiana Budge. had one of the very first school choice programs in the country. Pause. What the yeah. hell? It just went over what? everybody's head. When he said that, Pat, where were you? What's the first thing that came to mind? It just doesn't work for all personnel. That joke no. could have been said. No joke. That, yeah. that joke could have been said by somebody else, and we would have lost our Oh, minds. yeah. But it's who says it and yeah, how you say it. It's just, it, it. Think just, about it. He's never done jokes, and he's never gone sexy. Well, you don't think of you don't think of sexy when you're thinking of Mike Pence. I think because you know Reagan was known as being a comedian. I think he was like coming to have his Reagan-esque moment to go viral with a great joke, and it just didn't work out. You know, the crowd went silent. Okay, the joke fell flat. And And the last thing I want to see is him picture him naked with his wife. I tweeted after that, Mike Pence. By the way, I actually believe that he has been sleeping next to his wife for 38 years. (laughs) Do you understand what I just said? Yeah, like, just yeah. sleep He's a cure for insomnia. I believe <laughs> she's he's been sleeping. They have separate beds. So yeah, they <laughs> definitely have separate beds. Yeah, so How okay. was your day at the office, sweetie? <laughs> yeah. So, Rob, what's the last one that we want to do? What's uh, the last, last one? one uh, interesting. We've not heard this, and there's been months and a lot of discussion of Ukraine funding. Yep. Yesterday, Tim Scott announced that the funding for Ukraine is not us giving money. But it's actually us loaning Ukraine money for the fight. Let's let's play what Tim Scott said. That was a very uh, big point. There. We got to go back to my message with Pence, though, before we okay. uh, wrap up. Ninety percent of the resources that we send over to Ukraine is guaranteed as a loan. It is not ninety percent of the money that we send over there is loan. Well, we can talk about this, but at the end of the day. 90% of the money that we send over there is actually in the form of loan. It's not actually not being paid by Ukraine. It's paid by the NATO, our NATO allies. So I think it's a good topic. Two. I it's think it's a really good topic, topic too. I will say, let's, let's, let's debate the fact that our national vital interest is in degrading the Russian military. By degrading the Russian military, we actually keep our homeland safer, we keep our troops at home, and we all understand Article 5 of NATO. We have to level with the American people. I thought you said something about waiting until your return to talk. So at the end of the day, I'm going to finish my... I'm happy to do this. I'll look forward to this one right now. So at the end of the day, when you think about the fact that if you want to keep American troops at home, the attack on NATO... It, it's funny though how how like Tom how much in debt are we how much in debt are the United we States we just said thirty trillion thirty trillion thirty three and we're giving other three countries, billion a day right now and, we're, and like we've that. given how much to Ukraine we're broke seventy five billion seventy five billion well, the that's, good news is that's 60, like giving a millionaire ten well, well, cents it's really not that no, big well, of a no, deal but, but financially I'm I saying mean, financially but if you think about it we're like that friend that you know like you ever owe, like hang out with a friend that owes you money but they're buying other shit you're like dude what pay me my money. Before you're just giving money away. That's bonnet. By the way, but, has anybody even verified this? The 90%? I, ha- I haven't. Is it, is it even, is he right? I mean, he was saying it with conviction. 90%. Like, I, and then if they don't pay the loan, what do we do? Just take Ukraine? Well, that's that, like ours? That's, that's called economic Ukraine, hitman. Man. That's how you do it. You make people get into so much debt yeah. that you take over their country. Wow. But that's exactly what resources. China is doing China in is Africa. Doing in Africa. Yeah. Exactly right. Wow. It's yeah, a good it, point. Yeah. In, in the Damn. port, the uh, countries that have ports. Hey, hey Ukraine, yeah. you know that debt? Yeah, we're just, this is not, this is ours. We own Ukraine now. We take your country now. We take it. Uh, Potato family. All right. Yeah. So before we wrap up, were you going to say something about uh, your friend Mike? Oh, so, okay. So I think universally, everyone acknowledged that Nikki Haley won yesterday's debate, okay? Uh, There's a debate uh, on who was number two. 
right? Uh, whether it was Vivek, whether it was DeSantis, whether it was even Chris Christie was up there, whoever it was, Tim Scott had his moments. We all like Doug Burgum, um, cool guy. but he didn't win the debate. We can all acknowledge that. Um, but who definitely didn't win the debate was Mike Pence. Everyone in the audience when he spoke, everyone was like, wrap oh. it up, buddy. Wrap it up. But this is politics. You're going to get a glimpse behind the curtain. As soon as this thing is over, everyone's like, great job. Of course. You're the man. You killed it. So I had to give Mike Pence his props. Yeah. And I had to give him his due. Okay. So in my opinion, Mike Pence won the debate. And I told him to his face what a great job he did. So roll this tape. Live look at Vice President well, Pence. Great close. job tonight, VP Pence. Great job, guys. Thank you. Great job. Thank you, sir. Great job. Great job. That's the RNC chair right there, by the way. I just straight up lied to his face. <laughs> but that's what politics is. Just straight up lying to people's face. Told him he did a great job. He didn't. Told him that he won the debate. He did not. That's politics. 101. Retail politics. Thank you, Adam. For yeah. That. You just so Mike Pence, newsflash, you did not win the debate. <laughs> Respect the hell out of you, my guy. Hey, um, I'm so but it's it, time it, to move on, sir. The fact he was actually that. sponsored by MyPillow. He's putting everybody to sleep last night. <laughs> so what have we got? I, yeah. What, what's next? Is it a month and a half? What is the exact timing to... Uh, they haven't announced the exact date yet. It is early November, they said. So we're five weeks away, let's say, from... The next debate, which we just found out that Trump is not going to be a part of it. Right, PBD? Yeah, he's not going to be a part of it. And don't you think he's sort of making a mistake to be... I would love wow. to see Trump Zero. on the same stage with Pence, you think, Christie, no, yell at DeSantis. Him. No, no. The, the, you think a moderator... Listen, a moderator can't saying, moderate them. You I'd think love, they're going to moderate that? I'd love to nuts? see it is all I'm saying. I don't know. You wouldn't want to see it? Just they, see it. They have announced a date. It's November 8th. They okay, just haven't gotcha. announced the exact time that it'll air. Probably 9 o'clock because the other ones yeah. have. Adam, we're and, sleeping uh, over your they house. They haven't announced venue. Okay. We're sleeping over your house. We know, Pat, earlier this year you said this was going to be the year of investigations. And I think it has exceeded that estimate. This has been the year of, of a chronic and unending and massive um, investigations. And maybe a parting shot here. Can I give a quick Democrat history lesson? So everybody talks about, well, what are they going to do with, um, what are they going to do with Biden? Is he going to slip and fall down the stairs with a little assistance? What's going to happen, and what's going to do there? So I'm going to give you history, Lynn. It's 1968. Lyndon Johnson is president. Vietnam War is going bad. He goes to New Hampshire. He barely wins a New Hampshire primary. He is scared to death on a national scale because the, the war protests are so big. March 31st, Lyndon Johnson. The sitting president says, I'm out. And he backs out. Democrats go, oh, crap, what do we do now? Well, Hubert Humphrey, his VP, ran to the primaries, chased by Ed Muskie, another prominent Democrat of that time, and a certain Robert Kennedy Sr. Hmm. <clears throat> ran to it. Six weeks later, on June 7th, at the Ambassador Hotel in Los Angeles, Kennedy would be assassinated. They had already had a date for the um, convention in Detroit because Lyndon Johnson had put it around his own birthday early in July, and it was all set up. TV was there. They had the place all set up. And so now they're like, oh, crap, now what? 
all the delegates that Kennedy had won. And Kennedy, remember, he was assassinated the day he was going to an acceptance speech for winning California. And back before Texas and Florida were big, New York and California were the prizes. And if you won one of those, you're probably going to be the nominee. And they went to the convention. They voted amongst themselves. And they decided all those delegates would come over to Humphrey. So it's happened before where a president backs out and there's a bunch of people and they don't really have the primary organized. They go to the convention and the super delegates get together and vote. So it's happened before. And we could see. What are you saying? Are you saying someone's going to get assassinated? Jesus, no, Tom. no. I'm saying that if Biden backs out, mm-hmm. there is a model that happened in 1968 when a president said, I'm not running for whatever reason. And then it opens it up and you end up at what's called a contested. And that primary. was that was LBJ. LBJ. Let me give a quick 10-second LBJ shout-out to PBD right now. You're Speaking of LBJ, the highlight of the night for Tim Scott, arguably, was he, when he went full Larry Elder mode on the problem with America is what happened with LBJ and the Great Society and creating the welfare state and creating the lack of the nuclear family, and that's what happened to black America, all right? Fast forward to an hour later, there's PBD live on Rumble, with Dave Rubin, yep. Larry Elder, and uh, our friend Carol from the New York Post, and PBD was crushing it. I just want to give you that shout-out. You were the star on that show, and everyone knew it. You're with Larry Elder, who ran for governor. Dave Rubin has been doing this forever. He's a stud, and the main writer for the New York Post, and PBD was holding court. Even yeah. Dave Rubin was like, yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself. Like, you just, you got this Dave's, thing. Dave's a, Dave's a formidable guy in that space, and Larry Elder's converted a lot of people. Yes. Can you imagine how many people Larry's baptized over the years? The oh amount God. of people that give that guy credit yep. for what he's done. He is a... He's definitely a guy that's given uh, back to uh, a lot of people over the last few decades. No doubt. Anyways, okay, gang, this was great. We'll do it again tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to be – it could be a heated debate because the gentleman that's going to be here tomorrow is a founder of Lincoln Project, and he hates Donald Trump, passionately hates mm-hmm. Donald Trump. And some will say Lincoln Project was the one that got some Republicans to not vote for Trump, and that hurt the 2020 election. He will be on the podcast tomorrow, and I think on Saturday, Marianne Williamson will be here as well podcast. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.